0: Well, folks, it's time for another break. We're going to take a week off soon because uh, you know we can only do this consistently for so long before you actually can't understand us. <laughs> and back. also because Patrick's um, his microphone right now is just coming apart, <laughs> as, as is his life, I think. So you know, we need a, we need a week off is all we're saying. Clearly, um, which means that when you hear this. Uh, the the following week after we'll be off, so you know you'll spend another week waiting in anticipation for whatever we talk about.
1: I hope you're waiting like right by the phone, just refreshing it yeah. every two yeah. seconds, pulling it down. Maybe we should drop it like not on a normal Sunday night, oh, but just like in the middle of. So like you know, people can stay up all yeah. week just sort of. So feverishly maybe we scrolling. will do
0: that, but we can't tell you one way or the other because you need to wait for it. And also because we don't know what the hell we're doing. Yeah. So enjoy. We'll talk to you then. See you. But first we'll talk to you now
1: <laughs> welcome to just winging it we are back we're back we're back no longer uh having a stormy weather phone call in the middle of the day while that's both true of our it feels good sleeping. to be in, here in person you it know? does feel good i feel yeah. like we got some stuff to work through oh, yeah i think you know? so i think so um have you how many um can i ask you a question yes please uh, how many animals did you murder for pleasure this oh, weekend man. was it many um it was one was it really? Yeah. Oh, that shit got
0: dark, huh? You weren't expecting that answer, were wow!
1: you? Wow. No, I was not. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so my what weekend happened?
0: began with a birthday party for Luke, who is turning two soon.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which is, you know, a high note. And it ended with me digging a grave in the middle of the night <laughs> and burying my cat.
1: Wow. I'm sorry to hear that, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, thanks. It was, it was a tough weekend. Um, in between wasn't much better either. I mean, there were some ups and downs. And I don't want to be like melodramatic here, but. Um, you know, so after our last episode, obviously, you know, I was considering this and, and the decision that we had to make in terms of our cat and his um his quality of life at this point. And you know, we got to thinking about it more and looking at the calendar. It had been six weeks now that he was basically
1: throwing up every day. What do what you was this influenced to say? at all by our conversation on Friday? Yeah, immediately after. Did the... I secondhand manslaughter? Your cat no, as if a result anything, of us talking? No, no. I, I was think... advocating for... Yeah, continue. Yeah, exactly. Then. You advocated for me to but basically... But maybe I did a really shit job
0: of it. You advocated for me to leave him alive as long as possible until he was about to die. That's true. Uh, which I decided I didn't want to do. So if anything, it was actually in contrast to what you
1: recommended. That's what I'm saying. Maybe I should have done a better job. <laughs> it could have saved no, a life.
0: I mean, here's the thing. So six weeks of throwing up every day... Um, and, you know, losing a lot of weight, like, he just felt bony. And it's that weird thing with cats or any animal that has fur where, like, you can't necessarily—you you could start to see it on him, but it's when you felt him that it really—you know, like, mm-hmm. if he didn't have fur, he probably would have been, like, ghastly looking. Right. Um, and he, you know, he started then also the last couple of weeks, um, maybe three weeks, like, pooping in random places, which I indicated. And that always is, like, with a cat who, you know, they're usually so clean and they're so, like, you know, they'll always go in the litter box. At least that's been my experience with him. Um, that felt like another sign, and it felt like we were at this point where we either needed to say we're going to do a treatment and do something about this, right? Because we all we had really done is switch his diet, which was helping a little bit, or we needed to make the call and actually, you know, euthanize this cat because it wasn't fair to do nothing about it. Um, he would just keep losing weight, and right. you know, it was <coughs> something it, had to happen. Yeah, and it's really tough, you know, navigating that because it's like. You know, you're making a decision about another creature's life, and you're you're doing that um, from. You can't separate out the your own maybe even selfish reasons, like, hey, I don't want crap all over my house, you know, and for my kids who are also complaining about it. Um, from you trying to look out for the welfare of this creature, right? And like, I'd like to think that I'm making the decision from a good place there. But, like, it's all there. It's all packed in there. You know, there's aspects of me feeling like I don't, can't deal with this anymore. Um, but it felt unfair to continue on with doing nothing. And mm-hmm. we already, you know, we decided we didn't want to pursue the series of tests and then surgery that would have been required to remove the tumor. And then if it were cancer, it would be chemo or radiation or whatever. So, so you know, that's how we came to the decision. Um, and so then it's like, all right, well, we need to do this at a time where I can – at least one of us can go – um, while the kids are home with the other one or have a babysitter or figure it out because we're not gonna bring them with us. And so I made a call to the vet, his vet and and actually the doctor who had treated him um, when we saw them and you know said that he likely has lymphoma right. is the one that we were able to see or I was able to see. and so I brought him um, and it was already nighttime and like you know, and then <laughs> we knew we wanted to bury him in our yard so that you know that was just something we wanted to do. but then it's like, all right, well we now have, a, a dead cat in a box that we have to do something with. <laughs> so they
1: gave you his body back? Oh, yeah. That's like... So I had they, already... They cremated Peanut. That's right, and that's yeah.
0: definitely an option. But yeah. I, the reason I knew this was a thing only is because, you know, Bethany, um, when we were dating, um, had a cat that she had since she was, you know, little that was essentially her cat and she had done this with with them. Um, her family is very, like, you know, a pet family. They've always had dogs and cats multiple at any given time. And so I guess this was... St- they, Hundreds. Yeah, exactly. Their whole entire yard is just... <laughs> oh that's horrifying oh my god. Um, but anyway you know so I knew that that was something that they did cause that, that's what they did um,
1: <laughs> mortifying I'm getting like the most morbid just don't right don't now. try to dig a garden <laughs> anywhere in god that yard a yeah. contractor comes there like you wanna put a pool oh my right? god and I was thinking about that so
0: that, you know so last night it was just last night um, I, I'm I'm burying it's like At this point, it was probably 8 o'clock or something, which is pretty dark now, you know, the time of year it is here. Plus, it's past your bedtime. Um, And it was fucking ridiculously foggy where I was. Like, Mm. I was up in this, you know, I live in a hilly section. And for whatever reason, as I was driving home with this, you know, dead cat in a box, um, I sound so awful the way I phrased that. But, you know, that's what it was. Um, He was. So, (laughs) So, I'm just, like, driving through this fog. And then... You know, and then I had already. Bethany had gotten the whole started during the day um, before I had left left because it was still a little bright out, and so I had to keep digging. And it's like super uh, rocky, and I'm just thinking, what are my neighbors thinking? They're hearing like you know a fucking shovel hitting rock on a foggy night. On a foggy yeah. night, it was just like so surreal. Yeah,
1: I know what they were thinking. Um, it, it's bizarre, right? You know but, what they were thinking, John. Um, What's that? They're thinking, Jesus Christ, can he stop mulching for fucking ten minutes? It's late. (laughs) That's right. At least I have the mulching as an excuse.
0: So if I ever became a serial killer and, and, you know but clearly is under, coming based on last episode. I would episode. Just put them all under mulch. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing and no one would think twice because I'm always mulching. Of course he loves mulching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got an alibi. He's wow, obsessed with mulching. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. So so I had to bury the cat and you know that was the choice we made and we actually buried him near this like uh, sort of under this tree that he was always like looking out towards from a window because we had one of those like window seat things that he had anyway. Yeah. So you know so that was th- that was a nice way for us to uh have him with us in spirit there or whatever, um, or actually physically there rotting, um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the corpse right outside the window.
0: Um, so yeah, that was tough, and it you know it's tough. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm I hopefully you're glad to hear that I didn't just you know strangle him or do. something Yeah, I wasn't on my sure. Own. When You said you
1: were digging a hole. I was like, oh my god, please tell me he went somewhere <laughs> first, <laughs> buried him alive. Oh
0: man. Um, but I was thinking even about that more, and I did start Googling a little bit, because here's the thing, like, there are people every day who have farms and other things, and mm-hmm. they have to, like, you know, they have to put animals down, and so so I, I get that it's more of a taboo when we talk about our pets, but, you know, and I, we're all uncomfortable to some degree with the idea of death in animals, um, but, like, I wanted to look into it a little bit, and, you know, some people advocate that the chemical solution actually, uh, it makes us feel better, but that the pet actually, certain things happen in their body that, that you know, lead them to, like, an increased heart rate and things that might, you know, indicate that they're still experiencing pain. I don't know if there's any fucking truth to that. Um, but, you know, people who have guns, certainly that's one method, you know, and I'm not going to, obviously, I wouldn't go down that path. I don't have a gun, nor do I ever intend to. Um, But, you know, I just, I just, all I was saying in that last episode so people don't think I'm an actual serial killer is that <laughs> it it felt worth it to, like, look into, you know, how do people
1: deal with this sort of thing? And- I have euthanized pets before, but they've been fish. So here's an example. Oh, of yeah, this, I did okay? that, too. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <clears throat> that's something that's more, com- which is fucked up because they're living animals with senses. Right, you that's know? the thing.
0: This is bullshit. But- like, why do we make these arbitrary, you know, divisions, right? Well, I mean- one thing is because you can't
1: really take a fish to a vet. Unless Can it's you like imagine? An extraordinary sur- I mean, <laughs> you I them I,
0: up to a fucking IV.
1: I, yeah, there's very little, I mean you put them in a bag, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Which, which, which I, I've done, but um, but if a fish is so like the, the only time <laughs> that I've ever that do it, the only time that I've ever euthanized a here's I'm gonna get morbid, ready. The only time that I've ever um, euthanized a fish mm-hmm. was I had a breeding pair of convict cichlids, convict. If, so they had just escaped. Recently they just escaped from from, prison, from, yeah. uh, from uh, Shawshank. Yep, state prison, uh, Stay penitentiary. It's a great movie. It is. Um, some say one of the best. Yeah, it's 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 definitely it's on. one of the most watchable. Um, so when so years ago, I had this breeding pair of cichlids when I was in college, and um, convicts. Look, they're called that because they have stripes, and yeah. uh, they're they're very intelligent. They're very aggressive. They're actually one of the most aggressive animals you can like own. They're just oh, wow. crazy aggressive, but they breed a lot. So they're really easy to kind of find these like you know breeding pairs, and then basically have to get the the babies out immediately because the father will kill them. Wow! But I did; I went through a couple of cycles of like you know successfully breeding these these fish, Um, and then during one of like the mating um, episodes, the the um, male basically destroyed the face of the female. He ate her eyeballs, which is something that that they do. Um, And so she was like fucking swimming around blood flowing. And I was like, this is this is absolutely terrifying. So I (laughs) killed her by putting her in the freezer, which was the most humane way to do it, basically, is you you put her in water. And then and then you that way, their metabolic process is slow. and It's not like too traumatic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so I've done that. she come back to life. No, she would. She would. She would not. Oh, so Walt Disney's not coming
0: back, I guess. Huh?
1: Well, you know, under cryogenic freezing conditions, maybe. Yeah. But I was not going to fucking get a cryogenic <laughs> freezer for a convict cichlid without a face. Oh man. Well, but. we gotta we gotta move off this topic
0: because this isn't going to be the episode, and it is pretty morbid. But I at least wanted to give an update after that last episode. I'm sorry and, uh, to hear that. It is, is everybody okay? what's going on in my brain. Yeah, everybody's fine. You know, Grace, um, you know, so Luke, he said bye and like whatever. He doesn't really f- grasp what's going on. Right. Um, Grace, we, you know, we said before I brought him to the vet that I was going to be taking him. He was sick and that he was actually, you know, he was going to die. Um, and I, And I'm being really purposeful about, you know, using words like
1: die and death because mm-hmm. I don't want to sort of. Sugarcoated. i want it to just be and we, totally, we do the same thing i think yeah. based partly in conversations that we've had on this podcast yeah. in the past it was like we're like, not gonna dance around it anymore. right it's just right? fine it's, yeah. it's
0: part of you know life and death i mean right. that's
1: yeah so so i used those kinds of
0: words and she she did say she was going to miss him um and then i was talking to bethany about what to do with the remains and i said i was going to bring him back and grace overheard that i was bringing him back and she was like I don't want him to come back. He's going to poop on the floor again. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I think she's going to be okay. (laughs) Like, she... I think... You know, she even this morning said, I miss Malcolm, but it was not in a like ready to cry or like a very sad It was like way. obligatory. It was like, yeah, it, it was, was like, obli- it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. I miss Malcolm. Can we go now? Yeah, yeah, down? exactly. Right. I am not worried at all about her. Maybe I should be worried that she didn't care
1: more about her. She could have gotten that gene
0: from you. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but I think she has, you know, so far a healthy attachment or, or, you know, a healthy degree of attachment to him. And frankly, I get it because like he wasn't very involved for her like you know she was very great with him and so was luke but he didn't really want to have anything to do with them um maybe if he did he'd be around longer but no, i'm just kidding <laughs> oh my God. just kidding just kidding um so they're okay and you know we're fine i mean there's still a part of me that the other part part of it is like you have to make that call and know when it's the right time you know one thing that i had read about this in one of these pet sites or whatever is that um you know, of course, there's no exact answer or, you know, logic you can use. But there's basically uh, either there's too early or too late. And it's worse to be too late because that means your animal has suffered for too long, you know. Um, so and had, also
1: then you're leaving your children with this memory of their animal yeah. as, a, as a as an ailing, miserable creature, right? right. You, you don't want that.
0: And so he didn't get to the point where he was, like, immobile or, like, lost his soul. or You know what I mean? Because I've seen that in a cat before where it's, mm-hmm. like, so clearly they're on the verge of death. Yeah, right. Um, and I didn't necessarily want to wait for that point. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a hard choice. I mean, you know, you realize that you're in this powerful position of like ending another creature's life. And, um, I feel like I, I I feel like I made the right decision, but that isn't to say that I don't still feel like I question myself or, you know, which is, I'm comfortable holding that tension. That's something that, you know, probably indicates that I'm not a
1: psychopath. Um, are you just trying to talk yourself <laughs> out of this idea that you could be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. honestly, like, don't you know, like, lean in, lean into that. Like, if if you feel that conflict, right. allow it to be a part of your day and yeah. think about it. Yeah. And when you meditate, meditate on that. You know, like specifically, like allow yourself to feel it so that you don't get hung up on this. Down I think the that's. Road, right? I think you're so right about that. I think too often our tendency is to
0: avoid that, and I can speak to this myself. Um, But what that does is sort of it just like roots itself in ways that are, you know, probably become toxic later and that you don't even necessarily know it's there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But uh, I like the idea. Generally, I try to focus on that leaning in thing where, you know, you don't ignore it. And certainly meditation and mindfulness teach that. Totally. Um, Totally. So, you know, between that and then the day prior, uh, of course, after we talked. So both things that we talked about came true in that episode. My cat died and I did. Well, I didn't puke. Ah! (laughs) But I felt like I was going to puke. Bethany and I were both sick as dogs all day Sunday um, and, you know, had caught whatever Luke had. So we were just, like, miserable on the couch all day. The kids just had to, like, fend for themselves. Um, You know, they're, like, stacking each other to get stuff out of the fridge (laughs) and stuff like that. Wearing loincloths for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) But we all pulled through, and I was actually really impressed with their ability to, like, you know, just play together and, and you know, they kind of got that we were sick or whatever. And, you know, they had their moments of whining or whatever, but it was fine and yeah, we got through it, but it was miserable. Um, and in a way, in a funny, weird way, it also made me, like, realize that, you know, my cat's been throwing up every day for the last six weeks. <laughs> so imagine every day having that experience, you know, I might want to be euthanized at that point. Um, so anyway, it all, I guess, somewhat weirdly connected and uh, we're all we're all gonna be okay. So you're all good? I think so.
1: I wouldn't you know say that... I'm all good. No, I don't feel good today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but we're gonna be fine. You, emotionally, you don't feel good today. You yeah, feel I like feel on... I just feel off. I just feel you know.
0: There's a lot. There's a lot going on. You know. There's a lot. In what, still... way? Like, well, like, like, what, what are you What are you uh, processing? Um, it's that you you have these emotional moments in life. So first of all, we had the day where we were just like totally out of it, sick. And then the next day we still like got into, you know, we went to a farm and did some like fall things, which mm-hmm. was nice. But then the second half of the day was dealing with the cat. So this was Monday night. This, um, yeah. yeah. Right. And so everything's so fresh. And you, as a parent, especially your schedule, as we've talked about so much, is so packed that you don't really like Bethany and I had maybe like 15 minutes at the end of the night to really talk about this. You know, so the, the amount that I'm talking to you about this is about as much as Bethany and I had a chance mm-hmm. to talk about it last night. So you know it's just a lot to process. So I'm fine, but I don't. You know, I I, I wouldn't say I'm like good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, it, meaning it'll just take some. <coughs> sorry, that's just a cough, not a cry. Um, <laughs> uh, but it would be fine if it was a cry. It would be. But it's just stuff that I have to work through, and it'll take some time, and and I'm okay with
1: that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think it's really important to be okay with that. Yeah. I, I think uh, so, something that I'm I'm becoming more aware of for myself is that. When I'm ha- like just before we started recording, I was like, you know what, I'm kind of having a shit week too, and I kind of want to like just say that out loud right. and acknowledge it, and it's okay that I'm not pretending that I'm not. Like, I'm not trying too hard. Like, this episode is probably not going to be our funniest one <laughs> ever, especially <laughs> given what we're talking about. But I feel like that's that's also okay, and it's also okay for people listening to the show to like hear that because. You know, we're not always going to be, quote unquote, on. But sometimes when you're not on, you're able to dive deeper on stuff. And, you yeah. Know, I think, you can um, <clears throat> choose to listen to this or you can go fucking listen to another podcast. I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> Get away from us. <laughs> you know what? It's free. Uh, and you you can listen to whatever the goddamn we say. But aren't they going to feel left out? <laughs> Let's be honest, right? They're always going to be like, you know, episode 324. Yeah. I did not. But well, this is going to be 72, right? Yeah, 72. Yeah. Like, you know, epi- if you've listened to 71 other episodes of this right. thing, you're going to want to come back. And when you do. Yeah. Just so you to know that we love you, that's that uh, we're in kind of like a weird mood today, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and Thanks also, I want to share us. something else morbid. Go ahead. Which is that the last time I buried a pet was uh, my fish Sammy, which I, I remember talking about a long time ago on this podcast. But I had had her for like 13 years or something, 12, wow. to 13 years, um, and she was just like a really big, a very interactive big part of my life. Um, and uh, and so I actually I I buried her when she when she died, and, and it was like it was like really shitty like it was a terrible feeling yeah because i i in the past i've been really good at saving fish before that happened you know antibiotics segregating them in a quarantine tank getting them electrolytes doing all these different things um to the point where like i would get called by pet stores sometimes to like help <laughs> consult on <laughs> yeah like like literally That's they would amazing. be like hey we have this really sick um you know african fish do you want to come like you know see it and see if you can help and they would give me the fish and i would nurse it that happened like two or three times you're like times. the wolf in pulp fiction you know <laughs> yeah. be there in two minutes <laughs> right with a spray bottle except he deals with the repercussions of
0: dead people it's the same thing yeah same thing
1: um and uh <laughs> but i could not save her and it was it was frustrating because like all of her tank mates died of whatever this and i still don't even know what it was but it was some kind of Man. a horrible virulent infection that yeah. happened out of nowhere and she was like hanging on right at the end and i couldn't save her and and i felt this huge sense of like personal responsibility for that hmm. because she had been such a part of our lives for so long and she was such a good pet yeah and uh and she had been through a lot um in terms of like you know injuries she'd recovered from and all this stuff so uh when i when i buried her it was like really kind of heartbreaking and it was the same thing it was foggy it was raining out and it was late it was like 10 o'clock the kids had gone to bed and i just i have this very vivid memory of like being alone in the backyard digging a hole in the wow, rain isn't that funny the fog by and a tree actually damn yeah um and, and the only reasoning behind that was so i could remember like where she was in the future just as like yeah, a little that's marker always you know? helpful yeah we put a big rock there too yeah, I, I, I put a rock on because I'm like, don't come back as a fucking zombie fish, please, because that would be super weird. so yeah. I Yeah, also a rock don't take sure. this spot again. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right. Also, if we get like a new cable line put in, yeah. like, just avoid.
0: Though I will say, I, it must have been a hell of a lot easier to bury that fish than a goddamn a cat. Because yeah. it's amazing how you know deep you have to dig. Like right, I don't right. want another animal to dig her, dig him up. And, how, how disturbing would that um, be? I know. I mean, and it was in a box, so like you know, somewhat contained. But like a cardboard box. Yeah, a cardboard box. Yeah. Right. So it'll it'll disintegrate or whatever. A uh, decompose is the right word, I guess.
1: Um, speaking of death, I have a, a <laughs> nice, a less a less <laughs> More on death. horrifyingly sad one. Um, Please. So uh, my cousin Joey sent me this morning this great um, clip from Twitter of this guy in Ireland who had recorded something to be played at his burial. Yeah. And he was like, you know, when I'm gone, the last thing that I want basically is to like play this as you're lowering me into the ground for my friends and family to, to hear. Um, so everybody's like gathered around. There's a video of it. <clears throat> you know, they're all looking into the ground. This coffin has just been lowered down. Their heads are bowed. And then you hear like Get me the fuck out of here and he just starts <laughs> screaming, like, What are you doing? I'm ten feet under the ground right now And he's like saying like you know, he's like saying yeah. that he wants to get that yeah. out. Um and he keeps and he like makes it more and more personal, like he's like calling people out individually, being like, Like, who the fuck did you let this happen? you know. <laughs> Um, and they're all, like, laughing just uncontrollably. And I thought, what a great guy to, like, leave with right? people with one last memory where he was like, tricked them and made them laugh really, really hard. That's um, so funny. And uh, that was, like, nice. I-, I hope when I die it can be something like that, too. I would love to, like, have something funny happen, you know? I mean, that's the thing. But not, like, scary. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> not, exactly. not like my coffin to open up and people to scream. <laughs> but, like, it would be nice to have, like, a little joke It's nice to, people.
0: you know, go out with some, uh, with some grace.
1: Yeah. And humor.
0: Humor and grace. I like that. Humor, that that's like humor, a life goal. Let's, did you
1: ever consider naming Luke humor when he was born?
0: Oh, that's a good point. So, yeah. Maybe Luke in, in some language. Austrian is uh, means humor. I think so. I think. Luke. <laughs> I think so. I think that's the thing. Does that count should as a transition? Talk? I think we should, probably. Just one. I don't know how the hell we're gonna transition. <laughs> so but but it, it's yeah, I mean, I, it feels like after our last episode where we talked about this decision about uh, not not about putting pets down, we'll move away from that now <laughs> and about about whether to get a pet, right? initially, especially if you have a family already. Um, so that's like, you know, one decision point, and I think clearly a much bigger one is uh, whether you want to bring another child into the family. And this can be, you know, if you already have one or two or three or however many, right? We talked Forty. We talked to Dave, who has, uh, who's about to have his fourth. Um, he's due, I think, in, uh, or his wife is due in the next <laughs> week. Um, so if he's listening, which I'm sure he is because he listens to all of our podcasts. I literally, like, pass him sometimes in the street and he's, like, listening to... Uh, That's happened to me, too. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Dave. Which is awesome. Thanks, Dave. That's awesome,
0: yeah. Um, I hope you guys are doing awesome and, uh, you know, I hope that, that you have a, a great delivery. Um <laughs> great delivery. It, I hope it's it human? like a weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's going to be tough, I no so I can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, so there's a lot obviously that should I hope go into that decision, although you yeah, know some some just happen uh, accidentally, I suppose. <laughs> but for those of us who are like trying to plan out and think about it, um I know this for me and Bethany has been a big conversation point for us and trying to work through it and we still don't feel resolved around it. And I don't know how you're feeling about this, but you had brought Same. it up. Same. Yeah. In the last episode, we both have two kids. And it feels like the older they get, um, you know, obviously you can have kids at any age and the separation between kids can be whatever. But, you know, as we get older, too, our bodies physically, it's harder. And so it feels like there's a bit of a ticking time bomb there. Uh, actually, that's not the right metaphor to use, is it? <laughs> we'll go with it. <laughs> Something's ticking, okay? <laughs> and so, you know, one. I guess one way maybe I can open this is, you know, Bethany and I, um, for one of our, our date nights... Um, and actually, I think it was even we had gone away. So it was like a great time just to have time together to talk. Baby making. And we were on a walk. We weren't baby making in that moment. You're having sex on the walk. Um, yeah, exactly. And so she I think she had asked me the question in these terms, you know, what part what percentage of you wants to have another kid? And I thought about it for a second and I was like, I, I guess I'd say like five percent. You know, that it was that is low that it was that's how long ago was and, this walk? And, uh, where You were having sex. If I had to guess six months ago. OK. Yeah. Walking while sex. That's that's in the karma sutra book. Probably That's complicated. Yeah, yeah. it is complicated. Um, so I said five percent and her reaction was similarly like, wow, that's that's low. It's um, very low. That but, That's like if it's a mistake, I won't be like super <laughs> angry about it. Right. But at least in that moment, that's you know, that's how it's feeling, which we can unpack more. Mm-hmm. Um, and her response um, to that was that she felt like maybe like 45% of her wanted to have another one, meaning that she's still like 55% of her didn't want to, right? She was still- Yeah, but if you add up, is this cumulative? Because 5% and 45%, <laughs> does that mean that as a couple, you guys are exactly we split We need tiebreaker, yeah. No, that doesn't mean that. Uh, it means that as a couple, we're 50% out of, or 50 out of 200, right?
1: Mm, good point. So that'd be
0: a court. Qu- that'd be 25%. Legal See, I did, I did math, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But, you know, obviously it doesn't work that way in terms of a decision getting made that you can just add it up and make the decision and move on. Um, The point is that she, you know, very much was still not feeling sure or that sure about not having one, you know, just being 55 or so percent. Um, And so it's been, you know, we've had a series of conversations about this and like there's not really resolve there. From my perspective, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where we don't necessarily ever feel... Resolve. I don't know how you could, because you're always going to ask yourself that question of, like, should I have had another kid? Like, what would the way have been like and what would have happened? And um, I guess I'll stop there. I'm curious to hear how this has played out for you and Micah, who are a little bit ahead of us with kids who are just, you know, um, Henry's a year older than Luke. so.
1: Yeah, and his birthday party was this weekend, too, which yeah. I, I didn't even address. But that was amazing, <laughs> um, by the way. <clears throat> that was really fun. Yes, we, I saw some pictures. We, yeah, we can we can talk about the birthday parties on another episode where, where it's not so much about death and destruction. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it, I, I've been surprised at how much our um, conversations and feelings on this have like just shifted, how frequently they've shifted. Because we, we truly don't know right now. Yeah. Um, I would say at this point, I personally am... More on the side of not having another kid for yep. the first time, I think. For the first time. Okay. So yeah, this is a recent thing for you. Well, it's it, it, I've always been of the mind of like, it would be kind of nice in the in the abstract, yeah. but not feeling like a rush to do it, yeah. feeling like if it feels right, we'll go with it. Right. And then um, I, I for me, the big deciding factor, which I alluded to a little bit last time, was that when we were planning out Henry's birthday stuff, I was so fixated on this idea of making sure that he felt uh, special. And that he felt like he had a lot of our mental attention for this and that he felt like he was getting um, a piece of the pie because he's the younger child and because Jude has always gotten so much attention from us. And, and, you know, Henry doesn't voice this. He doesn't seem like he feels left out. I think we do a really good job of making sure that doesn't happen. Right. But we do a really good job of making sure it doesn't happen because it's something that we think about a lot. And I probably think about too much. I, I really look out for that for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: Which I mean, it's good for you to be mindful of that and look out for it, and not you know sure within, it. within reason <laughs> within yeah. reason right I mean who knows what that reason is though no only, you know only you and Micah can figure right. that out and I think
1: partly by just judging him and whether yeah. or he's becoming like a, a an entitled dick yeah. you know yeah. right which which he's not so I think we're doing okay right. but I was thinking according if, if, if we had according <laughs> to me, this is not an impartial jury Right. I think if we had another kid though that would be even that much more complicated and I really love having very deep relationships with both kids yeah. But here's the thing is that people that I know who have more three or four kids, you know, for example, it's not like they talk about not having deep relationships. With no, them. That's I That's not heard something that either. Right. That's not something that they they say maybe that it's really logistically complicated. Yes. They say that it's hard to get places on time and it's hard to do things. Right. But not that they don't have a personal relationship with their children. Just like when you and I talked, you know, a, a, a year ago or whatever about when we had second kids. Yeah. Um, we were surprised at how our heart kind of grew regardless of, you know, we kind Completely. of went into it with this fear that we weren't going to I love totally, this child as much. Yeah, I distinctly
0: remember? remember that, definitely, with, you know, having just Grace and, and feeling like my heart was just so filled with, you know, love for her and that I I might not actually be able to have that same kind of level or depth of love for for Luke. And, of course, now I look at, you know, Luke and Grace, and I truly feel like I love them equally, you know?
1: yeah. Uh, and and me too, and and that's why, like, I I I don't think that the decision is necessarily really about having that personal connection with them or not loving the younger child as much or something like that. I yeah. I, don't, I, I think that that's just my fear creeping in, but it's not real.
0: I don't know. I, I I hear you there. I do, and I think it is true in terms of the amount of love that you have, and the sort of depth of that. But I but there is like the practical matter of just time of time, right? You know, and I know, for example, <clears throat> that the amount of time that I have alone with Luke. Is not as much as I had with Grace. And that's, I'm okay with that. But like, the more kids you have, the less of that time you will have. And and again, it's not just about the time. The depth can still be there. But I guess I'm just saying, you know, there is an aspect of what you're saying that I think is still legitimate. I, I wouldn't just, at least that's
1: my perspective and how I'm thinking about There's it. There's definitely something in that that's real. Yeah. I and it played right? that,
0: that is <clears> a factor <throat> for me too.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's manifesting itself as a fear that might not. Accurately reflect what would happen, sure. but I think it's 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 indicative of some kind of a deeper uh, pull that I'm feeling, which is that I'm fundamentally really happy with our family right now. Yeah. yeah, that's the important thing. Yeah, I feel like I have very meaningful, deep relationships with my kids and my wife. We still have enough bandwidth to make time for each other. My my wife and I, like I feel like Micah yeah. and I still, you know, even though it's difficult with her being at school and with all the extracurricular stuff and with all the kid stuff, we still do make that time for each other, which is really important, I think. Yeah. And um, and I I have a fear of that changing too much. Not to say that it would. Right. But in having to uh, analyze that, I have to take stock of the fact that I do really like the way things are. I feel the same. And I also feel like it's doable. I feel like with – the and, and again, this is, this is you know, the same argument again because who's to say that if we have more kids that we won't be able to just you know, make more money to afford it, that we won't be able to like, get scholarships and things. But like, the way we have it mapped out right now, like, we can put these kids through school right. without it being a huge deal. Yeah. We can afford to help them when they're out. Right, uh, and and I don't know if I'm glad you figured could. out
0: the school thing. <laughs> now I feel like I need to get to work on that one. I mean, by figure it out. I mean, you're like about I have college. Like, yeah, well, this sort Man. of like. I mean, the, I have
1: like you know the the, the savings account. Yeah, we have for the them, funds set but, up I mean, for mean, it. And, at and this also, rate, like, I'm not
0: going to be paying for their whole.
1: <laughs> no, no, well, but that's thing is that this this rate will change because we're going <laughs> to right. be growing ideally in the work that we do. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Of course, but it's Yeah, but so so it's not mapped out like specifically. but no, we have a ballpark of like. I This could this could happen. This could This could work. It feels manageable. Right. Um, and there's something to be said, you know, for that, for me personally. So the, and the last thing I want to say is that because it's just the two kids and the two adults in our family, it yeah. means that, like, there's a lot of one-on-one time with either parent. Yeah. And I really I really like that. Like, I really like having that time. I love when Henry and I go to the comic store alone. Right. Like, for example, for his birth—actually, well, Jude was here for this, but but it was really about Henry's birthday— um, I got out a little bit early that day because I was at an offsite session for work and I got to come home a little bit sooner. So I got to meet Jude, who uh, my parents had taken to karate because <clears throat> Micah was at school. Yeah. And Henry, who was there. And I got to basically surprise them, which was really exciting for them, you know. That's awesome. And then yeah. take them to a surprise comic store visit because it's in the neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, this is a brief little aside, but, it, but it's cute. So when, whenever we go to the comic store, Henry, of course, is like just insane in his element. And Steve, <laughs> yeah. the guy who owns Outer Limits, which is where the fun happens, literally um it's Literally. just so sweet and yeah. so nice and you know doesn't care even though the store is just chock it's just completely overflowing with like priceless memorabilia <laughs> and like porcelain <laughs> plates from star wars porcelain all these things plates. that are like so yeah. you know breakable yeah. and he's always so nice about about henry kind of rummaging around but part of the reason why we can do that is because i'm really on top of what henry's doing yeah. and i'm like okay let's not go there let's not go there let's not go there so this time i was like let's i'm going to work with steve before the kids kind of get let loose in the store right. and we're going to put away the things that i know he's going to have to get Talk to about yes. so we'll, we'll put we'll move some of the fragile things off of the sections that he really likes and make sure that that's safe. Yeah. and then basically just let him go at it and not even worry about it. And Henry had this amazing time for like forty five <laughs> minutes without anybody telling him what all over to the do. Ceiling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh yeah, hanging like Tarzan. <laughs> um, and he got to like pick out you know one thing that wasn't even on the sales floor that we would never have found if we hadn't moved stuff. Right. Wow. Um. So like so we he had a great time and that was something that I was able to do because I really knew what Henry wanted and I had time to indulge that. Yeah. And I had like the ability to pay attention enough cuz Jude can handle himself, right? Yeah. And that way that meant that Jude could just kind of walk around and do his own thing and I could really pay attention to Henry, and make sure that he had a really good birthday experience and had fun. Right. And I, I having another kid in that situation for me would be like difficult because there's just such a numerical difference, you know? No, I do. I do totally.
0: What I'm thinking <clears> through <throat> is that, you know, there's a certain number of resources that we have. Um, time and money are very tangible ones that we can cite that play into this um, that just objectively get divided up, right? The more kids you have, that has to get divided up to a certain extent. And then, you know, you could think of sort of the, the love that you have to care, give and that sort of thing as maybe some resources that are um, not as uh, finite and that are maybe boundless if you want to think of love in that way, which I'd like to. Um, and so I'm all there in terms of, you know, I know that I would love another child equally. But I do I worry about the time and I worry about the money um, and the implications of that because you know, for for money, the reason it plays out for me is not just like figuring out how to make it work, you know, in terms of what we would have to do. in our case, even thinking about you know renovating our house, which like eventually we'd like to do to add another bedroom. but you know that would certainly make it more urgent. Um, and then, of course, there's the the first few years of life with daycare, and once you have, you know, three from two, that's a huge shift. Um, so, so there's all the money stuff, but the part for me that I also stress in talking through it with my with Bethany is that I saw the strain that finances could have on my own parents when I was younger, and. It's never it's it's a thing, it's a side of it that like, you know, I'd hate to see happen, and I'd like to think that we could make it through, but it adds a level of stress to a marriage that I'd like to be able to avoid, which is just like figuring out how to make it all work. And you know, in our case, we're both working. um so we're both like, you know, doing our part, if you want to phrase it that way or whatever, but uh, in terms of bringing in money. But it can just be such a source of stress and another sort of uh, point of tension in a marriage that, you know, Ideally, I'd like us to not have to stretch ourselves as thin. So I think about that, and I bring that into the way that I think about Although, having another kid. Yeah.
1: I do think it's important to remember that this isn't like a one-to-one situation, because if, yeah. if for example, you had another kid, yep. you would probably be more incentivized to seek out raises and higher-paying positions and things, right? Yeah, that's true. As, as a matter of, of, you know, kind of survival no, up that's front. true. But also, and, like, yeah. you would probably end up making more money in the long term just to be able to afford the quality of life you want, And there is something right? about that in terms of, like,
0: historically when we have had to do different things, you know, whether it's buying a house or having another kid or whatever, where you just kind of make it work. But I do feel like privileged to be able to even say that. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, we have options and we have sort of right. avenues that we right. can go down to try and make more money. But like, you know, there are limits to that. And, and it means that maybe I would be working more hours and therefore that's more of a stress as well. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so like, yeah. So I take that into account. Certainly your, your point is true. Um, So, you know, there's that. But then, of course, I don't want to make the decision purely on financial terms either. (laughs) You know, like the idea of um, having another child in this world and it ultimately being about money doesn't feel right to me either because I feel like, you know, you make it work and people do every day. Um, And, you know, thinking about I I wanted to raise maybe some of the things that Bethany has made me think through, too, and that are, are important for her, which is like there's an aspect of it where. You are making the decision on whether or not to bring in uh, another another friend and sibling for your kids, you know. So, like, you know, I don't know if she'd word it exactly this way, but you're kind of depriving them of that if you don't have another kid, which is this weird dynamic. And, and if you my, don't have another kid, yeah, and well, yeah. she thinks about the fact that she has two sisters <laughs> and like right. having a couple of siblings. You know, she really enjoyed that. I have two sisters as well, and so you know, my point is like, well, you would have never known if you didn't have another one. It's one of those things where you just you know. You never knew that person, right? It's easy for us to say now that, like, imagine if you didn't have your younger sibling. Like, that would that'd be tough. But if you didn't know it, then, you know. So that's a little – a whole other thing, Inception or something. Um, <laughs> and then something like that. <laughs> another interesting point that Bethany raised that got me thinking about um, is – <laughs> we're, we're old souls. I've already said this. So she was thinking about oh, happy fifteenth dating
1: anniversary. By the way, thank you. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of old years, people, almost yeah. half of our lives. That we've picture known each that, other. that that was it Bethany that posted yeah, that picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was the picture of your George Clooney haircut that I was talking about with the with the plastered down <laughs> Roman infantry thing. I see thing. it now. You're see right. Yeah, yeah, that's it's what like i was a talking Caesar. about. Isn't yeah, it? Called it's a, like Caesar a Caesar haircut. Yeah. So you know what it's called because you fucking asked for it, John. Give me the Caesar. Give me the Caesar. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Actually, congratulations. I'm Greek, and and although Caesar wasn't Greek, right? He's Roman. Yeah. But someone in high school called me Caesar anyway, so I don't know, but anyway, really, yeah, um so, uh, okay, so one of the things Bethany raised is that you know, it'd be it, it's gonna be a great stage of life to be a grandparent, and what if our kids don't want to have kids? <laughs> and so there's an aspect to this where she's like thinking, you know, if we have another one, then it increases the chances that we'll have grandkids, <laughs> which like, I don't want to just laugh at. I mean I, I i um I get it, like you know, that is a stage of life that's gonna be awesome, and having even more grandkids. You know, or or maybe ensuring that we have some is kind of, you know, nice. Um, and, you know, she also wouldn't say, like, we, we should do it just for that. But these are things that had me, you know, thinking maybe differently about it. And I hadn't really yeah, I, hadn't, I hadn't really even thought about that. Right. But like, we're going to spend a good portion of our lives in that stage. Right. Um, also, you have more kids to help take care of you, which, you know, I hate to even put that on our kids. Like, I mean, I hope they're nice to us, but like, I don't want to be a burden on them. Um, but, you know, then it's like a shared burden among more, so you don't have to think, you know, it's not just all on, like, like if you're an only child and, and, you know, you're the only one taking care of
1: your parents when they're older, that's a lot. That's right. a lot and on you. and then they're going to have to be the only one that takes you to the vet yeah. to yeah. get you euthanized and then dig <laughs> exactly. a hole on a foggy night. <laughs> oh, man. Marrying Daddy yeah, in yeah. the
0: backyard! It's fine. I've, I've given you permission to if I spend <laughs> six weeks, you know, puking. Um, <laughs> It's terrible. So, you know, so those are all things. I mean... And then there's the whole thing of, like, what if you have a third one and they're dud? Like, what if they're awful?
1: That That's, that's honestly something that i thought about, which sounds terrible, but, <laughs> no, like, I love thing, our kids, right? and they're great. That's
0: the thing about being content with what you have, too, that I hear there. There's this idea of disruption, and it's like, why mess with with perfection? <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm half joking there, but, like, I feel really content as well, and I just— I don't know. It's not even just, uh, you know, obviously, sure, you could have a psychopath or something, and hopefully that wouldn't happen. But there's also the fact that you're altering the dynamics within your the siblings there, where I feel like it's pretty inevitable that two are going to have a closer relationship, and, and maybe one is not as close. I don't know. I just feel like maybe that's not true. I know you all have unique relationships with your siblings, but... You know, for example, it could be that if they're the same gender or if they have the same interests or whatever it is, that they might be, you know, more close and then the third one isn't. So I know I'm kind of overthinking this stuff, but I'm feeling I'm just
1: these I mean, are it's all, all valid. I mean, I mean it's, it's good to work through that. I think at the end of the day, just like you know, remember when um when uh, was it Elizabeth who asked us the question? At the yes. Live show? Yes. Uh, when she was talking about how, when we had the, our first kids, you know, how we knew it was time. Yeah. We can talk about it in terms of numbers and spreadsheets and quantifying <laughs> this and, and talking about it in terms of long-term projections and having grandkids and things. But at the end of the day, we, it just felt right, right? you know? And I, I think part of why it's hard to say at this point no or even yes is because I don't have a strong feeling right now, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of waiting for that, and so is Micah. And I think, we, we, I think it's good that we're both talking about it, and it's good that it's something that's come up, you know, from time to time that yeah. we engage yeah. in and we kind of work through and we think about, just like you and Bethany were doing, we kind of think about, like, what if. Um, it's important to do that, but but there will probably come a time when those what if conversations will turn into a, no, we're happy with the way things are, yeah. for good, or let's do it, you know? I think so. I think I do feel that way when it comes to the let's
0: do it part. Like, I feel like, like we- let's literally start doing it. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we that happens every night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I-, I wish. Lock um... the door! <laughs> No, but it, that, you know, I, I agree that if we're both I think we would both feel want to feel that way if we're going to have another kid that we're both like, all right, we're feeling ready and, and we want to do this. Right. Because, you know, we'd want to be at that level to decide to bring in another child into the, our lives where I'm not as convinced that we'll have resolve is on not having one, because I feel like that's one where time goes on and you clearly by not having another child or making that decision and as more time goes on you're increasing the chances although still leaving it open and I'm fine with like being open to it like I, I, I don't know that I'll ever feel a hundred percent closed you know like I might always have that five percent and I'm okay with that um, and I don't know that Bethany either will necessarily feel like a definite no so I feel okay with that but I also know that that's tough because you know it means that we may just go on and over time feel less and less like we're going to but ne- never necessarily like we're both 100% no more you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I don't know I don't know where it'll go and maybe I'm wrong about that and we'll just reach a point where we're like fuck this we're not having any more kids but
1: I mean I, I know people who have like had vasectomies and things like that like, yeah that's one way know, to they've do reached it, yeah. enough kids and they they're like okay I think we're done yeah you know 20 and is then, enough. yeah <laughs> yeah after we have 25 <laughs> children right um and that's that's one thing too you know and I, I don't know if we'll ever get to the point where we like want to do that but Right. Who knows? Yeah. But right now, things are really good. Yeah. And I feel really happy with our family configuration. And, uh, but it's not something that we're ignoring. And I think that's healthy. Just like anything else, you got to wing it, you know? I mean, and I think you keep talking about it too, you know? Like, yeah. it's easy. Obsessively.
0: Well, sometimes it's a hard conversation because, like, Bethany is more on the side of, you know, potentially wanting to. But I mean, 40% more. Um, Yeah, exactly. But it's still worth having the conversations. And even if we don't, in those conversations, have. We don't. We haven't moved each other at all, you know. Or it's not about convincing each other. It's just like keeping an open dialogue about it.
1: That's but also, all. at the end of the day, it's important. And this is something that's come up with Micah before too. Is that like you and I are not the ones who will be, you know, bearing these children, <laughs> yeah, right? True. And that is a whole a huge part of this that yeah. is so important to remember. Absolutely, obviously, right? Um, <clears throat> and like, you know, Micah now she's studying um, a lot of labor and delivery stuff at school, and she's working a lot on on you know baby and, and mother health and things. And uh, And she's like, "It's really crazy to go because you forget it, how much goes into it and how many changes there are to your body and how difficult that actually is because you kind of block it out, like we've talked about, Of it. course. But um, it really is hard, you know? And so uh, th- at the end of the day, no matter what, I, e- even if I decided that I really wanted another child, I would never put my foot down and be like, listen, <laughs> we're going to have another. Right? Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think that would work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it also wouldn't work, but also it would be f- terrible. So, like, uh, totally. So, you know, I, I, I at the end of the day, I will listen to what she says, obviously. Oh, yeah. I think so. But it's still good to I mean, talk frankly, about. Frankly, you never know. Yeah,
0: I think we should both have a voice in it as, yeah. as partners. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're the ones having the baby. So, yeah. <laughs> <they've> <laughs> which is not a small in, thing, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: we'll see where. It goes yeah <laughs> we'll see yes we will if you see john and bethany on a walk just turn the other way <laughs> just don't don't even look <laughs> some good walks <laughs> all right talk to Bye. you in a couple weeks